Hello. Uh, today is Tuesday, and today's the new day for Commissioner in the Car. I'm Dustin Zarni, uh, Democratic Elections Commissioner for Onondaga County, and uh, it is August 2nd. And as I promised in July, I'd be up changing my schedule around. And I am now releasing Commissioner in a Car on Tuesdays. Uh, and, you know, sometime between 4.30 and 5 on Facebook Live because uh, that's where I do these things. Um, I'm uh, uh, calling. Uh, call <laughs> uh, today's episode will be about the absentee ballot deadline uh, for... Um, uh, for the August primary. So, and also a little bit more about party changes. Uh, the absentee ballot deadline is August 8th, which is next Monday. So if you want to apply for an absentee ballot for the August primary, uh, then uh, you have to apply by August 8th to be guaranteed that we are going to mail out a absentee ballot to you and that you can get it in time to be able to mail it back to us at the Board of Elections. After August 8th, if you want to apply for an absentee ballot, you have to do so in person uh, and or have somebody drop off an application for you and pick up your ballot. Those options will be available after Monday. So if you think you're going to be out of town or you want to vote from home because of the pandemic, you can still do so in the August primary. A reminder, what's on the August primary on August 23rd, uh, is the congressional uh, candidates. Uh, both Republican and Democratic ca uh, congressional candidates are running in uh, Onondaga County. And the uh, for conservatives, we have about two-thirds of the county uh, running in SD48, uh, where there's a conservative party primary. Um, so those are the races that are happening in Onondaga County. We'll talk more about that next week when we start talking about early voting happening, uh, which starts on August 13th and runs through uh, the uh, 21st. So uh, that you're the 22nd, <laughs> no, the 21st, the 21st. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about that next week. Another thing I wanted to talk about today was the uh, party changes uh, for August because I touched on this in the last couple of episodes shared a couple articles about it and there's a lot of misnomer about this particular thing and I wanted to get that out there um, a lot of people have talked about the August primary being an open primary and it is not it is not an open primary but you can enroll in a party up till election day and vote in that party's primary. And here's the difference. But first, let's talk about the loophole that allowed this change to begin with. So back in uh, 2020, uh, New York had a much uh, beleaguered uh, sequester rule, which said that if you wanted to change your party, you had to do so by... Uh, October 3rd or you know 30 days before or 25 days before the previous general election to be able to vote in the primary which meant in many cases you had to change your party 10 months before the actual primary to be able to uh, vote in it uh, and when the uh, in 2020 after much criticism of this uh, late party change New York changed its party deadline to February 14th. And, you know, Valentine's Day, as I call it, fall in love with your party day. 
Uh, I actually uh, am very much uh, a big proponent of that. Uh, I'm, a, I, I'm happy to have that uh, Assemblyman Jacobson, who uh, sponsored and passed that bill in the Assembly, uh, got me a copy of the signed, uh, um, the, what's called a pen cert of that bill, because I, I was a big proponent of that. And, uh, you know, and it's on my wall at my office. It's something I'm very proud of. Because, you know, this long wait to be able to vote, uh, you know, to be able to change your party for a primary needed to end. Now, with the primary being moved from September to June and uh, the, the February deadline, that meant, you, you know, it was only four months before the primary that you had to change your party. But the way the law was written, because the law was written with an idea that a June primary was happening, the law said that uh, between February 14th and seven days after the June primary, um, that your are any party changes would be held in what's called the virtual lockbox. Uh, you know, it used to be an actual. By the way, this lockbox idea came from the old, um, you know, in, in the reformer ideas in the in the 20s, where they actually had a lockbox of voter registrations. And they would break that lockbox on election day to see who's eligible to vote. Uh, so this lockbox uh, was was a virtual lockbox, and so the party changes wouldn't roll until seven days after the June primary. Nobody ever thought of the idea of having an August primary. That's because it didn't exist. It didn't exist until this year when Judge McAllister of Steuben County uh, ruled that the Senate and congressional lines were invalid and we needed to have an August primary to give enough time to redraw the maps. Uh, this was back in May of this year. When that ruling came down, the judge never gave any idea or any uh, direction for what to do about party changes. Uh, many of us, uh, you know, commissioners and the State Board of Elections, pointed out to the legislature when they went back to session that uh, this would mean that if unless something has changed for this year, this would mean that party changes are effective starting the seventh day after the June primary, which means that party changes would be effective for the August primary on a daily basis up into that day. That means people can choose to enroll in a party and vote in that party's primary, which kind of you know goes against the spirit of that February 14th. Uh, reform in 2020. Now, this is probably a one-year thing. Uh, nobody expects us to have an August primary in the future, but uh, there was much um, concern about this uh, ruling. It took a long time for the New York State Board of Elections to give us guidance on it. Uh, the guidance was always very clear that we should be processing it after the June primary, but we didn't know whether people who voted by affidavit would be allowed to change their party and have that ballot counted. The guidance that we got back now from the state is very clear, and I and I agree with it. It is what the law says is that starting the seventh day after the June primary, that the uh, the party changes are now live, uh, which means that yes, even an affidavit ballot uh, would be a party change, and they'd be able to vote in the primary just like their address change allows them to vote in the primary. Um, so, uh, you can vote in this primary if you're not enrolled in the party by enrolling in the party before election day or on election day with the affidavit ballots. 
But that's different than an open primary. Open primaries are in many states where you can go into the polling place and say, I'm registered to vote. I may be a Republican, but I want to vote in the Democratic primary, but I'm retaining my Republican registration for next year or whatever. So since uh, that, you know, that concept is not what's happening in New York because you actually have to enroll in the party. And while you could de-enroll from the party after the election, uh, the very fact that you have to enroll in the party makes it different than an open primary. Uh, and it's not a distinction without a difference because usually when people enroll in a party, they stay in that party for, for many, many months, many years. We've never seen really any ample evidence of people switching parties from year to year to be able to vote in that year's primary. Um, what this more than likely will mean is people who are going to the polls of this August election who normally don't vote in primaries and thus didn't know that they're not registered in the party of their choice because when they registered when they were 18 or so, they decided they weren't part of a party, but now they are either Republican or they are either Democrat in, a, in their heart, if not on paper, will allow, be, be allowed to have their registrations counted. That is my theory on this. Uh, and we're going to find out just how many people switch parties uh, for a low turnout August primary this uh, um, this August uh, election. So that's what's going on with the party changes. There's a few other things going on in the news today. Today is Tuesday. It's actually an election day for many other states. There's a lot of primaries going around uh, the nation, the, but the vote I'm looking at is that abortion vote in Kansas. Will, uh, will they, uh, you know, will the, the voters of Kansas, uh, you know, overturn or support this constitutional ban on abortion that they're doing? But, oh, David has a question. I'm going to go back to this. David asked in the chat, can they fix this with a bill next year? There is no need to fix it with a bill next year on the party changes because there won't be an August primary. This is only a, a, re, a problem with redistricting. It's never been done before, probably will never be done again, or maybe 10 years from now it may be done. There's no need to fix it because there will only be June primaries going forward. That's what's in the law. The only reason we had an August primary was because of redistricting, which only happens every 10 years. So I'm looking at the Kansas abortion uh, vote. Um, I'm looking, well, and there was a big vote in Onondaga County today. The aquarium was passed by nine to eight. One Democrat uh, and eight Republicans voted to spend $85 million on an aquarium. That now goes to the county executive for his signature, but this was his pot project. This was his push. Uh, he was the one who was making the deals to get this done. Him and the eight uh, GOP legislators and the one Democrat are the ones who own this process because it passed by one vote. So everybody who voted for it was the deciding vote on this, on this project. Another thing that's happening later today, uh, Onondaga County Democratic Committee is meeting. Uh, they are nominating for the uh, position of uh, county judge uh, and common council district five. Um, this is uh, made it possible by the resignations of Joe Driscoll in, in district five in the city of Syracuse and Steve Doherty for county judge. Uh, so you can uh, check that out. Uh, you know, that's going to happen later today at 630, and I'm sure they'll announce a winner. Uh, Anna Marie Porter is the 
only judges candidate, so I'm sure she'll get the nomination for that. There are two candidates for District 5, Jimmy Monto and Alfonso Davis. Now, again, remember my blog post about this. Uh, just because the person gets the county Democratic Committee nomination does not mean they will fill the seat for the rest of the year. The Common Council chooses that later this year. However, because there is only one place of ballot access, um, they'll have a choice of two different party nominees and whoever put in their applications, and I don't know about that. But I believe they're voting on that on August 22nd. So um, that, you know, that, that's going on today as well. Uh, so those are the things that are going on, and hopefully by the end of today, we will at least have our candidates set for the general election, except for those that are in the Senate primaries, uh, and, or, or well, no Senate primaries, but the congressional primaries, and the conservative Senate primary in August. And one more ballot item that will be happening in the next few days uh, is the Supreme Court. We'll have their Supreme Court nominations. Uh, for We have four different seats for Supreme Court, and there will be a judicial convention that I'll be talking about in next uh, week's Commissioner in a Car, and we'll talk about who the Democrats nominated in the 5th Supreme Court District to run for judge. I know Judge David Murad is running for re-election there. I'm not sure of the other candidates. We'll find out after their convention. That's the last piece of the puzzle, besides that August 23rd primary, to finally get a set candidate list for uh, November. Uh, so that's what's going on. That's the stuff that's going on in the news and election news. As always, uh, check out DustinZarney.com. Uh, I have changed my release schedule. Uh, on Tuesdays, I'll be doing Commission in the Car. On Thursdays, I'll be doing Zoom with Zarney. And then on the weekend, I'll be doing what's called, what I'm now calling the Weekly Wonk. That is my uh, weekly blog on statistics and elections and election law. Uh, in Onondaga County in New York. I'm combining my Sunday thoughts and my wonky Wednesday articles that I used to have. All of that's going to be combined together into one um, uh, blog post every week. Hopefully I'll stick to that schedule. Um, so that's all I got for you today. Enjoy the rest of the day. Good luck to the candidates for the OCDC meeting later today. And uh, uh, good luck to all of you uh, out there. Bye-bye.